Andy Murray was 503 in 2019. Now he's back in the top one. He's at, he's at 134. Pretty well. All right, maybe. So, there's a final three, though. What does that mean? Like, he's not playing to earn that five. Like, some dude that was 500 didn't beat him. Right, right. <laughs> no, they, they, yeah, he dropped out with that hip injury. What's going on, Tennis Point fans and family? Appreciate you guys tuning in. This is December 7th, 2021, off-season mode. As the year is coming to an end, Davis Cup just finished up. It's Trivia Tuesday on our social media pages. Be sure to check us out there. But right now is Christmas time, and we have our 2021 holiday gift guide. Day 7 right now, up to 50% off on the Head Prestige. Drops you from 239 to 119 up to 26% on the head speed, 229 to 169. So some great deals today. Be sure to check out tennis-point.com. Day 8 tomorrow with with code ELF, all caps, you get up to 15% off on all sale items. So a lot going on on the website. Hope you guys are going to have a great holiday season and hopefully some some uh, some tennis gear, the latest and greatest at a great price, will help make the holidays a great one for you guys. But, no, it's off-season mode. We want to talk about some of our favorite moments from this past season. Uh, we also wanted to uh, pat ourselves on the back a little bit. Yep. We did hit on some predictions this, this past year. We did good. Um, so we, leading off, let's get right into it. What was um, what, what, what prediction are you most proud of of this past season? I would, I would argue that you had the, the most uh, sincere actual prediction when you called Zverev uh, in the ATP Tour Finals because I didn't see that coming. I think that my, my guess was like the generic, Medvedev right after he won the U.S. Open, <laughs> so <laughs> that wasn't nearly as interesting as your call. I think that no. I, get, I think that I would have to put that one up as the, I, that for our for our group. Like we we called that one a week and a half early, um, and and we were, and you were spot on. So you're you're gonna pass me the torch, but I would like to I would like to just chime in and interrupt and say that your prediction on the Hurkacz top ten in September, um, coming off the Miami Open momentum and really being able to sustain that throughout the calendar year. And finish the year strong. I thought that was an impressive prediction as well. As uh, you, you were in, you were in on him early. You loved that he was repping that Yonix. Uh, so a huge year for Hubert Hurkacz. They recently just put up a mural in Miami, Florida, of him and Ash Barty, the 2021 champions. I believe it was Hurkacz's first title. So it was. Yeah. So that's all. I mean, how cool is that to have a mural built in the city, which is like obviously a moment that you'll never forget in your professional career. It's amazing, and I think that like for me, it was just that he was using the green V cord. 97. Yes, I wanted. I, I wanted to root for someone that was using my racket, and he was. He was guilty by using that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you play just like him. Um, <laughs> last. The last prediction. We have to shout out Peyton Stearns. Um, she came on. We interviewed her before the Longhorns played in the national championship match. She's a local Cincinnati kid playing on the big stage. And at the end of the interview, I was like, Peyton, what's one question you wish I would have asked you in this? And she was like. I mean, without any hesitation, she's like, I wish you would have asked if we were going to win the national championship. And I asked her, and she was like, I mean, we are. And just to see just her. backed it up. Yeah, just and backed it up. I mean, went out 48 hours later and took the title home. That's so awesome. for her, to, yeah, for her to kind of speak her mind on that and just show off the confidence that's made her a special talent um, at the collegiate level and will make her a player on tour that's, I mean, she just has the game to, to be playing on the WTA tour. And I'm looking forward to watching her future unfold as I think it's a bright one. Um, but, yeah, those are three times we will uh, – not forget is we are an early podcast that 
uh, we, if you guys are Vegas betters, hopefully we'll eventually make you guys some money down the line. As we uh, we have the skills. Honorable mention too. I think we did call out that uh, Novak would be in every final, and we we basically shouted out the Russians in the eighth in no, the Davis was, Cup. Another another one of your predictions was Russia taking home the, the, the Davis Cup title, which that team is just the fact that those guys stacked. they're stacked and that those it seems like none of those guys missed a tournament that was of significance throughout the entire calendar year. Absolutely. With Rublev early just dominating, I think, on and then I mean from just coming in, I think it was Rotterdam. He's playing so strong, uh, just looking and tough. And Medvedev basically being in every slam as a threat, even the French Open. And then Karatsev just backing it up too, not just in the Australian Open, but kind of sticking around and not falling away for sure i think you found out an interesting you were talking about how much with karatsev yeah what was the 600 the, the stat so yeah no that's um his australian open run was insane he made his debut at a, at a grand slam and became the first player ever to reach the semifinals in a debut yeah. he, he up to that point at 27 years old he had only earned six hundred eighteen thousand dollars. i mean that's no that's no joke but still yeah earned six hundred eighteen thousand dollars up to that point and in that tournament alone, he earned $663,000. So just a massive career um, turning point for him. And now he's like, he's, we just put him in the category of the top 25 players in regular conversation now, which is yeah. not an easy jump to make. I think that just, I mean, his experience with Labor Cup, or ATP Cup, sorry, um, was just kind of it inspired him. And it just struck up a new um, kind of energy in, in him. And he kind of was motivated at a, at a high level and, he was able to just go out mentally and compete at the highest level. It was unbelievable. He even beat Novak Djokovic. In Belgrade. Yeah, on the clay in his yeah. hometown. So he put together a hell of a year, as as did Medvedev. Uh, Medvedev, 63-13 and 13 on the season, 82.9% winning percentage. Uh, he took four titles home, finished the year number two in the world, uh, Davis Cup champion, ATP Cup champion, uh, first-time Grand Slam winner at the U.S. Open. So he had a heck of a career. And, and Karatsev's win, win over, I would argue, was, and again, this is from someone that's just kind of coming into the side, but he beat Novak when Novak was just literally unbeatable by anyone. Yep. I think that, like, uh, that victory, especially since it's in Serbia, I mean, I, 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 w I did not see that coming, and I don't think anyone... I didn't, no one predicted that. The demeanor, no, and that's. I mean, I'm glad we're giving this. Um, it's it's uh, due diligence here because, like, Karatsev's mental capacity to just believe that he's supposed to just go in there and compete with the arguably the greatest player of all time. Yeah. In his home country and just like not be. I mean, he was unflappable. I mean, he yeah. just goes in there, hits his ball, hits shots. Plays, yeah, plays on his terms and. I mean, he hit the, he hit through when Novak Djokovic. Yeah, when you get that kind of when you start hitting your shots, it doesn't matter who you're playing against almost because he's so aggressive that he can just. It doesn't matter that it's Djokovic. It he just took him no. down. His leg. I mean, his strength and his lower body and his ability to absorb pace and put it back into a corner is just unbelievable. And yeah. when he's on, I mean, he's as good as pretty much anybody on tour. Did he ever sign with a brand? Did we ever I don't, figure I that did not, out? Unless I missed it, which I very well could have. I do not believe he has signed yet, which is uh, very interesting. I, yeah. I, I, I may be missing his uh, 
his marketing strategy on, on this. But no, I, I don't. I haven't seen it either. I I'm, keep up on it. I yeah, mean, I'm hoping to see where he signs in. Tw- maybe 2022 is the year we see carrots of not wear a, a different brand on on apparel and and <laughs> he's everything. Got the I mean, Adidas he's, hat. And yeah, like the hat's one, always, one Nike shoe, one Asics. It's shoe. unbelievable. Like a plain white T-shirt with. <laughs> <laughs> No, Karatsev's the man. He's that this team Russia has just some interesting personalities, but they all seem to work and mesh really well. So that was a fun to, uh, Davis Cup to watch. Um, but no, moving forward, let's let's hit on some of our 2021 top moments. Okay, is things we won't forget. Kind of moving forward, uh, I wanted to start off with with, with Sir Andy Muzzard Murray. Uh, what was your favorite moment from Murray this past season? Um, do you want me? Like, well, I Fa- think favorite takeaway from favorite takeaway. I think. That, would probably be a mixture of all just coming back. The fact that he just came back and he's so fast still. Mm-hmm. I think that that's I like watching him because um, it's just a tennis player. You know, just from a historical perspective, you just like watching Andy Murray, even though he's grown on me over time. Um, but just the fact that he came back, but like for just what he's done, I think you got to put in the the to, the toilet gate moment and then the. Um, and the weird shoe thing. I would put the weird shoe thing. The weird, oh, the weird shoe thing with the, the ring. That would be the number one that stole. That, and then the, the wait, curious wait. wine drinking thing where he's just like. The, that was during quarantine. That was 2020. Yeah. But that's still an, okay, elite, okay, okay. an elite memory that we had. I'm glad we, we can always bring that up. I'm always yeah. glad to talk 2020 about. 2020 they're all the same. Like really? Together. No, they all. None of them. None of them counted. Any, right. We really just have pre-COVID and post-COVID. At right. this, that, that's our timeline at this point. There really is no more years anymore. Uh, real quick, Shoegate. The Shoegate. We got. To, this <laughs> is the last time. Shoegate. This is the last time I'll mention it. Do you think it. that Shoegate was real? Yeah, and uh, this is the last time we'll talk about this on a podcast. I promise. But it is just too good to pass on when 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 presented the opportunity. Shoegate was bizarre. Andy Murray posts on his Instagram that he put his sweaty shoes at Indian Wells underneath his, his vehicle. His underarmers. His underarmor shoes. Yes, yeah, let's be clear. They are his underarmor sneakers. Under his under his uh, vehicle to dry out, and he leaves his he actually takes his ring off when he plays matches and leaves them in, like, on his shoestrings and laces them up. Cause you do that, don't y- you? Uh, <laughs> yeah. When I one day one day Joe, when I find the special that special lady, we'll we'll get we'll get there when it, when the time comes. Right now it's um, yeah we're, we're we're all good over here right now. But uh, <laughs> like that put an expensive ring. No. Uh, yeah, and just lay them under the sh- like lay them under your car like that's a v- very normal thing to do. Totally. And he puts out on social that like the shoes are gone when the next morning he wakes up to go to the courts, and he's like he's asking for help to find these things. Like 24 hours later, he all three of his tennis shoes that were missing reappear with the ring attached. Like, right. and he just like shouts out the in- Instagram community, his fan club, like saying thanks for helping me. My my shoes have been discovered. My my wife is no longer mad at me. I got my wedding ring. Life is good. I'm just like and the tennis community reshares all this Instagram content and like talks about the story like it was like some crazy miracle. And I'm just like I'm sitting there like the fan returned it. Like and it some just, guy just looked at his Instagram. And he's like, oh yeah, that was Murray's. Let me get let me get that back to Indian Wells uh, parking lot so we we can get those shoes back to him. And I'm just like and, and the tennis fans ate it up. And meanwhile, while that's all circulating. Tennis Warehouse is posting a picture of Murray wearing the new barricades. Right. Um, so it was so just that, a lot going a, on. That's definite brand that he, he he's looking he out. Failed some brand if, yes. like contract. I, I, in my breach of contract. If brain. I had to, yeah. If I had to guess, that was a breach of contract. Andy Murray, a very smart man, decides to, to change this whole Make story into a Christmas good. miracle. A Christmas miracle. And so no, that's that's my whole conspiracy theory. 
Shoegate was amazing. So was that 2021? That was 2021. Okay. Yeah. So and then be, and then the, the bathroom break with Poss at the U.S. Open. That was good too. I mean, unbelievable. That match, five-set match. Murray was ranked outside the top 500 in 2019. Which was that the first? That, okay, so sorry. We'll go, to, we'll go to the 500 in the ranking because I, I have questions on that. But that, that 2021, that was that the first toilet gate with Titsy? Yes, this was the first. Before I mean, Zverev? So people were thinking. Yes, this was this was uh, after Zverev. So Zverev was Zverev the, was the Western and Southern, gate. yeah, in early in mid August, and then U.S. Yeah. Open was afterward. Cincinnati. So it was okay. already a known thing that Tsitsipas was taking advantage of these uh, these rules that were non-existent yeah. as far as how much time you have in between sets to take bathroom breaks and change your clothes. Here and yeah, and Zverev was on his case. And Zverev and in him, that's newspaper. Yeah, and Zverev was like he was all. Fired up, he and was, ready to go, because yeah. like he was cheating him there. So like, so Andy Murray was kind of Mur- backing Mur- at Murray that. was doubling down, double down. Yeah, and he he even sent out a cryptic tweet saying it takes longer for Sissy Poss to use the restroom that does for us to get to the moon or whatever that tweet was. <laughs> but no, Murray's a, Murray's a class act. On uh, <laughs> he's just he's one of a kind. So he had a hell of a year. Expect him to keep making making jumps. Uh, he'll I, if I had to predict 2022, I think he'll get back in the top 100 for the first time. Um, I believe since his hip injury, which was 2019, so how big year for him. Is, he's 34 years old, 34? and like you said in the beginning, like how fast and how quick he was getting out of corners by the end of the year. He looks so taking fast. down Hercotch. Yeah. yeah, he's got his step back. It looked like, and it's like that doesn't happen for most guys at 34 years old. Yeah, with two fake hips. No, exactly. That's not. Yeah, that's not. Unless a, that's they not made ideal. them robot hips, like that gives him an advantage. It's like a d- new doping thing, and everyone's gonna get their hips redone. <laughs> it's like the metal hips are Corda the way to go. Corda goes and gets his metal hips, so That's, he can actually win a. Shout out to Corda. Uh, he had a big year in 2021 as well. Yeah. Um, he finished final 16 at Wimbledon, and kind of gives. He, he was one of the guys. Him and Jensen Brooksby, Brooksby. as yeah, as well as uh, Tommy Paul. Uh, and Tiafo really, and you know what, Opelka had a good year as well, and you know Isner's finishing top thirty again. So it's like there is some momentum on the American tennis side, and yeah. uh, there's some new juice that's good and, characters. Good, exactly, good characters is what we love. Got and Mackenzie, Taylor Swift, Mackenzie McDonald as well, another guy we like, and Taylor Taylor, Taylor Swift, Fritz. Taylor Swift, shout <laughs> Taylor Swift. But no, Fritzy as well, another guy that's jumping inside the top thirty, and um, he's he balled out. I mean, took down Zverev in Indian Wells in three sets. Um, he had that knee surgery and somehow still did some damage at Wimbledon. Yeah. Uh, like, what was it, six weeks later? So hell of a year for, for Fritz as well. And, um, yeah, I think there's the American tennis future is pretty bright, and I think that's led by Korda and Brooksby and Opelka. Um, and then Tommy Paul making a push for top 30 as well. So it's a bunch of exciting things happening on that end. And hopefully they can put together a better performance in the ATP Cup as they were one of the 16 teams that qualified in January. Yeah. And the next one that stood out was how cool is it that we had Nikola Jokic and Novak Djokovic, two Serbians, one being the MVP of the NBA in 2021 and one being the world number one in tennis from a country that only has six million folks living there. Yeah. And it's you compare tiny. that to, yeah, it's time. You compare that to Ohio. It's with, half the size of Ohio. Right. Which is how unbelievable was that to think about? The best basketball player in the world and the best tennis player in the world come from a place that's half the size of Ohio. Right. That's amazing. Uh, and. I just think that's what are they doing over there? What what are they what they're eating over there? What they're training? I know Novak stretches for four hours. Maybe he's got Jokic on a similar game plan. It's gotta be. But I mean, unbelievable. And those two, they're both called Joker. I mean, what what the heck is going on? It's like what a what a coink, what a Don't mess with the Balkans. Don't do not mess with the Balkans. That's that that is, that's the heat right there. History. Um, n- next one we had in here, 
Rafa gets a statue built in Paris for him. Pretty epic. Most dominant player on any surface. 13 French Open titles. Yep. He deserved it. And, like, the fact that he gets, he's still in his playing career, still enjoying life on the tour. Which I would like not to jump in, but no, I, I was looking, looking at the the statue's a really interesting statue. It's a kind of a metal. It has the, like, pieces of metal that, it, like, I think, like, from far away, it looks like Nadal, but, it, like, up close, it looks like an impressionist, you know, it's just clumps of metal glued together. Exactly. Yeah, so it's, it's really silver. neat. Really it, neat. It, check it out, guys. We... We actually posted it on our social media channels. Um, but, no, Rafa stands next to it. It's a Rafa forehand, all silver, decked out right in front of the arena, I believe. Um, super cool for Rafa to still hopefully chase a title while that is built. What, French while, Open runner-up. I mean, that's a, they'll nail oh, him Oh, man, him. that one hurts. One of the best. <laughs> but while we're talking about it, that was one of the best matches of the season. That, yeah, that Novak was. beating Rafa on his surface, maybe one of Novak's best top two or three best matches of his lifetime. I, think, I mean, so unbelievable. When then you told me too, like the week before or two weeks before, um, Nadal had beaten Djokovic so on clay, right in Rome. And so to come back and take it from in five sets, it was five sets. Yep. Get yep. him in the um, on his on the clay. I think that I think that what happened was that he switched that um, the foot came apart, but like right. also switching the color shirt. I think he, really was big. Big, big believer thing. on that. As you are with can't Tom, win in chartreuse in a slam. Can't win <laughs> between that and you believing in Tommy Paul's uh, the mustache, the, the strength in the mustache. Yeah, pu- pulling together a, a heck of a bottom or a back half of the year. Yep. So yep. shout shout to Gruskin for the stat. But uh, through the through, through the City Open tournament, which is I believe early August, he was fourteen and fifteen. So that's a win percentage of forty eight percent. And afterward, so the start of Cincinnati. He was 19 and eight the rest of the year, uh, with a 77.7 percent hold percentage, really, and, he, and, and breaking at 28 percent of the time, which is. Um, and that, does that coincide with when he hires Brad? St- has Brad Stein always been his coach, or is that just? Brad a- Stein is a coach. I believe he left um, Kevin Anderson at the end of 2019. Okay, so um, sometime in quarantine, I think he started with Tommy. Okay, and now he's recently just taken on Jen Brady, yeah. who's been recovering from injury, but. Pretty cool at Brad Stein. He was actually recently just on the uh, ATP podcast. Thought that was really interesting. Listen to him kind of talk about how invested he is in Tommy Paul's With career. Tommy Paul. Yeah, pretty pretty cool episode there. I think you guys should check that out if you guys are Tommy Paul fans. Um, Good Brad interview. Stein. Yeah, great interview. Stein is always on point. Just a straight shooter, and I think he's been great for Tommy Paul's game. And uh, you, you can just tell in his voice and, and what he believes that this it's not over for Tommy Paul, and he's still got big goals that he wants to reach and. He really believes in him as a player and as a talent on tour to, to make some noise. So yep. I got a lot of um, fandom for Tommy Paul. I think he can do big things. I think he's a great uh, face of the sport. So next thing we had, Medvedev, your guy Medvedev. What was your favorite Daniel Medvedev moment of 2021? I would put, the obviously, the U.S. Open win. That's my favorite. Can't beat that. I think that... Um, what, what was what was better, the beating Novak in straights or... Yeah. Absolutely. Or, or, or the celebration. <laughs> I mean, can you beat? Can, can you top that celebration? Like I mean, that's about as unorthodox I, as you'll ever see a celebration in tennis. You know where I stand on that. I mean, You're not big on it. I don't. You didn't think. You didn't think, think it was think necessary. He, I don't think he needed to. I think it's great. It shows that he's a great. I mean, he's character and he's he's thinking about. It seemed premeditated, I guess, to me. Which and I think well, like, he admitted what, to it. I mean, in the locker room, he was like, "What should I do?" And which like, is kind of ballsy in a way because, like, how do you premeditate celebration on Djokovic? It, 
That okay, that's the bigger point though. The yeah. fact that he was thinking like I have I'm, a chance and like, my game is at a point. Exactly. If I take him out, I'm doing the L two soccer <laughs> soccer fish thing. No, L two plus left, man. L2 He's plus like, left. That's that's the dead fish celebration on, on FIFA. And I was like that was our I think that was arguably maybe our most um engaged liked post on social media this year. <laughs> I think it just because it reached like People related to it. It's like that's a video game that's yeah. probably the most popular sports game in the world, and the Medvedev like showing that he's a relatable, normal guy off the court. I thought it did a lot for his brand. It, it definitely was, does, and it definitely makes him. And seem, he's goofy, seem like, like goofy. He, he, he is. Goofy. He's a goofball, and like that fit. That was on brand, and like it was not like a, he doesn't celebrate like a typical player when they win a huge match. He doesn't fall on his back. Fall to his knees. Start crying. Start crying. He, he doesn't I like the like no emotion quote the next week where he's just like they asking him in the ATP finals if he felt like why is he not happy about winning and what did you say he's he was yeah, like, he's basically, I don't, he's like, I don't I, fake emotions. Yeah, I don't fake I don't That's fake emotions. Great. I'm not feeling or whatever he said. And I was like, wow. He's like he just he looks through his box, shoots him a glare. Watch him to the net, and like that's what he did when he beat Zverev in the first meeting at the ATP Finals, and I, like I think it's deflating. I think when you play against a guy like that, you're like, wow, like this he, he, yeah, he expected to come in here and beat me, and I think that plays on guys a little bit. I mean, not, not maybe the guys like Zverev who are at the top, but yeah, if you're not a top five, top ten player, and you're still trying to find that belief that you can get over that next hump, I think that's like, wow, this guy is absolutely possessed to win I mean, matches. He definitely has it if you're premeditating celebration on Djokovic. So um, you're, you're absolutely right. He's, he's, he's the I real think deal. The, the moment that I won't forget is because I was there sitting like third row. I was watching Medvedev intently um, get fed up with the cameraman in Cincinnati being so close to the court, which, I mean, p- people felt one way or another about. He just kicked over the cameraman. I mean, he just kicked oh, over right. his stuff. And that was like him – he still has like these moments where he's he gets fed up over stuff like that, yeah. and he just cannot control Goes himself. Nuts. Whether it's on with the fans or with something like Umpire. that, and he's got all these like he's just a quirky guy, and he stands twenty feet behind the baseline on return of serves, and so he likes that extra room, and he just decided to karate kick the the cameraman, and it like it went viral. I was like, this guy is nuts, man. Yeah. I was surprised he didn't get like a big fine for that, honestly. Yeah. It, it, it kind of got buried with the U.S. Open coming up, and he ended up winning the title. So then it was definitely buried. But that was something that was pretty funny. No, and <laughs> we have to also talk about how about Emma Raducanu, oh, yeah. the qualifier, first qualifier ever to win a Grand Slam in history. Uh, teenager, she's just uh, from Great Britain, comes to New York, wins ten straight matches at, through qualifying rounds. Twenty straight sets. Twenty right? straight sets, man. I mean, that's just unheard of. She goes from 150 to 23 in the world and picks up 2 million followers along 20s, the way. That's just mind-blowing. Finishes the week with a Met Gala invite. I mean, just a, a, a two-week span that changed her life forever. So what do you do to win 20 straight sets? That's I, I can't say I've probably ever that's done like, that in my life. That's like right up with the the what you that other Federer stat that you were telling me. Oh, yeah, 98, point, 98 points in a row without 98 um, points in a row without an unforced error. That's that's no, but what Emma did in New York was unbelievable, and yeah. like she, I mean, she just her brand is as strong as any brand in tennis right now with like her popularity, just amazing, and um, she's got interactions with Lewis Hamilton and all types of celebrities, and she's just become a staple in the tennis world now, and it's it's like, man. all right, now last last couple of moments that stood out to me that I just had to, had to mention before we move on with this offseason stuff, Riley Opelka, the Jack Sock imitation at the Labor Cup. And then the bag fine where he wears the pink Tim Van Leer bag and then he put then he pulls out the unapproved bag for the next match. 
that 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 whole story was amazing. Riley Opelka is a character. You guys must follow. He's a must follow on Twitter for you guys that are on there. He's one of a kind. He speaks his mind, which I can appreciate. He's not afraid to kind of lay it out there, even though. Describe he, the bag thing again, because like I remember, so I remember it happening. You can't have like a. You can't have a logo like. Uh, some logo. weird size. There's some size regulation that's like if it's this size or bigger than like you so whatever. You just took like a bag, like a grocery bag. It literally looks like a, it looks like one of those recyclable. Uh, bags that you have, like the Go Green bags that you that you use at Kroger, and he wore one that was like it was a all pink with like just a little Tim Van Leer, some um, creative guy who he's been friends with apparently for this season. I don't know how he met him, but and he so he comes out for the next match. He, he puts unapproved on it in smaller font, and the tennis world loved it. So Riley Opelka is a legend. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about before finishing up was. Tiafo, a couple huge results, taking down Rublev at the U.S. Open, taking down Tsitsipas in Wimbledon. That's it. Just yeah. and he's a performer. I mean, he had so many moments. I felt like this year he also took out Center, being down a set and a break. Um, he just had some huge moments with like that. I feel like truly grow the game of tennis. Like with his energy and his passion and his celebrations and just kind of how he involves the crowd. He's uh, got some curios in him. You know, he's got some of that charisma that fans can kind of relate to and get behind him no matter where he is in this world. So. Big fan of Tiafo. Hopefully he has a great 2022. He's got a lot of talent, and I would love to see him kind of reach his potential, and it looks like he's uh, on a good trajectory to do so. Always support guys that wear headbands. Exactly, always. always. Um, and then as Tennis Point, we had a few big moments ourselves that I wanted to touch on and finish up with on this episode. Um, we were just merged uh, from Midwest Sports Tennis to Tennis Point this, e- this year. A uh, huge lift for us is it just giving us a lot more opportunity to, to be involved in the tennis community and help grow the game like we've always set out to do. Um, the new logo has been really cool. I love our color scheme. I love the Advantage You slogan. Uh, it's our our, our, our uh, teammates in Germany are doing really cool stuff with all the stores they're opening in Paris and London and Madrid. And um, yeah, they had Rafa Nadal come launch one of the stores, uh, the one in Paris, just three weeks ago. So a lot of cool stuff happening. Um, we also had our our American launch was at the Western and Southern this past season. So seeing the tent change and seeing all the yellow bags out there was really cool. Uh, just to kind of see this whole new thing take over, a new facelift, and people were kind of like, fans were like, what the heck happened? Like, is this a good thing or a bad thing? And just to kind of reassure them that this is a, a very good thing to help tennis grow in, in our country and um, help just give more information, more access to, this, to the game. I think it's a really positive thing for us, and it was really exciting. So yeah. that, that whole merger has been really fun to be a part of. We got a shout-out from Sasha Zverev at the, at the uh, Cincinnati Western and Southern. Uh, he, just cool to see another, a guy from Germany recognize the brand and um, show us some love. So it was a great year for us. 2021 is uh, wrapping up. Holiday season is here. Um, you got anything else on this one? Um, just check our podcast out. We're on uh, Stitcher and we're also on Spotify now. So it's yep. the Pure Tennis Podcast. Awesome. No, like you said, check us out on social media as well. A lot of great deals with the holiday gift guide. And hope you guys have a great holiday season. We will be talking with you guys next week. Have a great one. Talk to you soon.